Alright, the barber session is here. And today, as promised, man, we're delivering you one of the top industry leaders. And what our plan is with this podcast is provide content, especially for these new wave barbers who are looking for that mentorship, who are looking for insight from, from people who are successful behind the chair, man, and outside the chair. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Your host, Chris Basio and Christian Perez. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Barber Session, episode eight. Hope everybody had a good week. How you doing, Basio? Doing good, doing good. That's what's up. We got a real special guest coming on, but before I tell you guys who's coming on, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's subscribed or shared the podcast. It's growing at a really good rate, and at the end of the day, if we want to make a difference and we want to make a dent, like we said, that was our mission in the first podcast, it all starts with you guys, so I appreciate you guys sharing and subscribing tonight we have a really cool dude coming on Basio. oh yeah i mean I'm, i've talked to the guy probably for like a an hour now and i can tell you right now that he's definitely he's definitely gonna be a friend in my life for a long time man for, for, for the rest of my barber life bro so i can appreciate already his message the way his his mindset you can tell that he's a person that's really self-developed and these are the type of people we need lead, leading this industry. And uh, I can't wait to pick his brain and, and hear his story. And he's a very interesting individual. And I watched a YouTube video of his. Did you watch it? Bro, I got that I got that message from Jesse. And I got to tell you, man, you ever watched a video, Basio, that somebody, whatever it is, whether it be sports, motivation, whatever it is, that they literally jump off the screen? Mm-hmm. I couldn't put my phone down, bro. Yeah. I couldn't put it down when I saw I the sh- video. I showed the video to my wife. Bro, you you showed, you shared it to me as soon as you got it. I was ready to cut some hair, man. I was ready to get in the shop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had me on fire. So, um, Macho, what's up, bro? How you doing? What's, what's going, going on, on? Playboys? What's going on, Playboys? Maintaining, maintaining. <laughs> How you boys doing tonight? Chilling, man. Just here vibing, ready to kick it. All right, I'm ready. Whenever you are, you just go ahead and shoot. Bro, so what got you into barbering? That's a long story, man. And it's um, uh, really, to tell you the truth, it's something that it's very very cool actually when you when i take a look at it right now when i look back at it it was really my wife to tell you the truth if it was all with my queen what got me into barbering is one thing about me is there's this dude named ariel that's where i used to get my hair cut at i used to get my hair cut at and i was um when i went to port charlotte i was 19 at the time and i went over there and he was like yo match the way you got this crowd you know every time you come to the barber shop yo it's just live you know what i'm saying like these people they laugh they enjoy you you have the personality he's like yo you should be a barber but i was a finished trim carpenter at the time and i'm like nah i nah, mean my man that's not for me you get what i'm saying so i don't want to do that i didn't really like that you get what i'm saying besides it was paying the finished trim carpentry at the time i was 19 i was 20 it was paying me much more money i was getting about 22 dollars an hour mm. I'm like, nah, that's all right. And then he kept on going. And every time he seen me, he told me the same thing. Until it got to the point that when I was working for somebody else, I would see how much I was worth. And that's when the value of me knowing who I am as a man mm-hmm. came into play. I would see where I was at in life. My kid was born. I, became, I was 21. I got a family now. What am I going to aspire to when I get older? What am I going to do? Where are my goals? And for me, I started really dwelling on that. I mean, I really, really started dwelling on that, and it hit me. And it hit me one night because I'm like, yo, 
I had a little episode. I was doing um, uh, structural concrete because, like I said before, I was a finished trim carpenter, but I was doing some dunes, which is like high-rises. I don't know if anybody know what a high-rise is, but a high-rise is, is when a whole bunch of developments are creating. They have a whole bunch of um, million-dollar condominiums. So I was doing like casing, pre-hung doors, baseboard, crown molding, all of that. Now, it went under because everything went down. There was a recession. So then I had to do structural concrete. I'm a big boy, so, you know, and on top of that, I know how to read the blueprints. So I started doing structural concrete. And I'm working for the man or whatnot. And it's crazy. I'm there for like a year. They took me as a foreman. I'm driving these kids to work. Five o'clock in the morning, driving to work, doing the layout, doing the load. I'm taking all this stuff. So I'm in charge, but I'm not getting paid enough. I'm only getting paid $16 an hour. Wow. It's a lot of work for that. You know? And I wouldn't get home until like, I would leave home at five in the morning. I wouldn't get home until like sometimes seven, eight o'clock at night. It really hit me when the project manager's nephew came on board and now it's a digger. If you, nobody know what a digger is, a digger is when you go do the foundation, you have to dig dirt. And that takes years. You gotta have certifications. You gotta go through some of, a couple of obstacles. And I did that and I went through the obstacles, I did it. And it still wasn't it. I got up to like, $19 an hour. When he came on board, the first week, he got on the digger. He didn't have to dig no holes, talk to nobody, anything like that, and they started paying him like $25 an hour. You could do that. I was like, yo, <laughs> my man. I was like, yo, my man, that's it. Right now, you know what? I'm done. I go to my wife that same night. I go to my wife, and I'm like, baby girl, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start cutting hair. I'm not going to work tomorrow. She looks at me, and she's like, Yo, yeah, my scared. Nah, she's <laughs> like, yo, my man, you're going to work tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm trying to tell you I'm going to become a barber. I'm not going to go to work tomorrow. So she's, she's looking at me and she's like, no. You're going to work. You're going to work. <laughs> and when she seen the look on my face, that's when she, it really hit her, when, it, when she seen the look on my face. When she seen the look on my face and it really hit her, she was like, yo, my man, this dude is serious. She's like, tu eres que sabe, macho. In other words, in English, is you're the one who knows. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, fine. I go to my boy Ariel. I'm like, yo, my man, were you serious? He's like, yo, 100%. Like, all right. So I started going to school. I started going to school, mind you, and I was still working, too. I did the construction because I thought about it. At the point in time right now, my in-laws, my, my father-in-law, he suffers from prostate cancer. He used to work for a, a company called PGT over here in Florida. It's a window company. Many years, but then he got that um, uh, disease. And on top of that, he couldn't pay the mortgage. So the house went under foreclosure. So a lot of people knows right now when you're a barber, you're an aspiring barber, especially a young barber, that's why it's good to do it young. I mean, you can do it at any age, but at one time when you get to be older, when you got responsibilities, you got kids, it gets hard. Mm -hmm. And when it gets hard, that's when it really comes into play. Like, where do you see yourself? That's where your determination, that's where your goals come into play. They'd be like, oh, I want to aspire to do this. I really want to do this. But it gets hard because you got bills to pay. You got a car note, you got rent, oh, yeah. you got a kid on the way. You know, I mean, it's it's difficult, but you can still do it. Fortunately for me, the house was under foreclosure, so we didn't have to pay rent. We could help them with the bills. All we had to pay was just the light. 
So we moved in with them. My wife, she's a nurse, so she helped them out and stuff like that and everything. And they're Dominican, so, you know, Latin people, you know, we all show love and stuff like that. And I, they were great. So it was very good for me that I could say at that point in time in my life, I could stop what I'm doing and just go to school. But I didn't stop it completely because that was never in my nature. I always have to be a provider, a worker, you get what I'm saying? So I would go do the construction, but I told my project manager and I told my man the manager, I was like, listen, I'm, I started going to school. So all you got from me is from five to five because my schooling, the Cosmo was six to 10. That's all you got from me. Sacrifice. Cosmo? Yeah, it's a vocational school. Okay. It's a Votec over there in Port Charlotte where I live at, where my shop is at. And that's where I went. It's from six to 10. Let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. You said you were working from five to five and going to school from six to 10. Mm -hmm. You, If you're listening, you're listening to that and you're telling yourself that you can't go to school, that you can't make this jump to There's become no a excuse. barber. Bro, you're listening from the, from the man macho himself. There's no excuse. This dude was putting in hours to go after something that he wanted to change. If you if you really want to change what's, what's going on in your life, there's no excuse. Make it happen. Yo, five to five and then six to ten. Mm -hmm. Can't is not in my vocabulary. That's it. I'm sure it's not in Macho's or Bajos either. It, should, it shouldn't be in a man. Can't shouldn't be real, in, a man, man. In, in, a, in a man's vocabulary. And I, I agree with that 100%. A lot of these uh, cats now and individuals in this game right now, they think that it's a perception game right now, and that's what I try to tell them. They see or Instagram or Facebook, oh, mm -hmm. I can do some designs, I can do this. My man, it's not about that because it goes above and beyond that. You have to take it to the next level, which a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to take it to the next level. But there is no next level because if sky's the limit, there's no there's no level. Mm -hmm. The universe, what goes beyond the universe, you got to keep on going. Every day is a constant just worrying about how you can make yourself better. Mm -hmm. That's it. Know yourself as a man. Know yourself as an individual. Go into him and implying yourself that, wow, today, this is what I did. Tomorrow, I can do something better. Or you know what? I may fell short on this uh, aspect, but I can come and I can make for it in the next one. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? You should always make sure that you have yourself surrounded by some people in your in your family and your circle, whatever you want to call it nowadays, but that is going to help you and provide that financial not only financial, but it's financial. What I mean by that, let me go into emphasis with that. Financial, what I mean by that is that they have, their, they're stable. You don't want to be with a broke dude. You come around with a broke dude, I've never been around a broke dude. Why? Because you know what? It, you're going to be a broke dude. Mm -hmm. You are who you walk with. Mm -hmm. So financial, what I mean is not that it'd be, you're looking for some benefit out of it, but you're looking for it to better yourself. Because if one man did it, you can do the next thing. Mm -hmm. And with me, that was barbering. When I seen the teacher with me, Ariel, who was my teacher, Mm. I seen his financial state of mind. I seen how he would just, like, oh, he would all be laughing, you know, or the way his character was. So I was like, you know what? If this man does this cutting hair, I could do this. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what made me really become a barber. And if I didn't have my wife and my, her just, like, letting me do what I did and just go at it, my man, I, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, because she took sacrifice too. You yeah. Being, you being away from home so no. many hours. Yeah, not only that, man, but it goes even more deeper than that, Chris, man. It goes way deeper. Like, all right, I was 21. So I started cutting hair at 21. Mm. Two years later, I owned my own shop. And <laughs> it's crazy because it's a story behind that too. Mm. Where I'm from is Port Charlotte. It's a small town. 
it's growing. Population's getting there. But what I see a lot in this industry now is that the way these people are is like, it's a lot of competition, negatively. Mm-hmm. And what I mean that is not enough barber love going around. Negatively meaning that, you know what, they want to downgrade or they want to down shop the other one. They want to down talk to the shop across the street or a shop that's five miles radius from me. My man, you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? You can't cut everybody. I'm in no competition with nobody. I'm like a racetrack course at that. I got my blinders on. I look forward. I don't look sideways. So, you know, I am who I am. And with them, it's like what I tell them is sometimes if when you really think about it and the way you go into play with it is that you're you, they're them. It can all be friendly. You a barber, I'm a barber. You can't cut everybody, I can't cut everybody. I love telling people that all the time. You man. get what I'm saying? Worry about your own shop. That's it. Because literally, if we wanted to cut everybody within this general vicinity, it's not possible. It's not. <laughs> if you were open 24 hours a day, you couldn't do it. Your, yeah. arms, your hands would fall off. But that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Everything is moderation in life, and that's what I try to tell some of these um, young individuals now and upcoming up barbers. Sometimes they see you and they don't understand the struggle. I opened up that my first shop, I was scared, man. I mean, I, my skills wasn't up to where I'm at you. right now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, I have the gift of gab or let's just say I'm a social butterfly so I can <laughs> co-mingle with people, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I know how to... Like, I'm from the Bronx, so I like. I know... It's not even from the Bronx. It's just like I've co-mingled with so many people around my, my life that I've seen different personalities that I can... Uh, a tribute to each and every single one individual by just shutting up, visualizing, and say, okay, you know what? This person characteristics go this way. Mm-hmm. So that's why I go. And I'll be like, okay, so that's what I can say. That's what I can't say. I hold back. And for me, that's very fortunate for me. And I mean, I I really appreciate that for my family because it, my, upgr- my upbringing really showed me how to carry myself and make myself who I am. But on that aspect also is just you're still scary because somebody comes into your shop and you ain't got no music playing if you ain't got nothing you're like how do you make something out of thin air how do you make that person just like you how do you make that person relate to who you are the way we look sometimes just our attire our appearance let's just say if it's a Caucasian or it's an African American that he's not Latino like we are or whatnot, he looks at you and he's like yo you know what it's just something about this man's face that I don't like dude. so how do you be like that's where your social skills come into play. Yo, my man, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Listen, ah, if you see he's a little bit different from you, start reading him. If he's Caucasian, how you doing, chief? A little bit older, how you doing, chief? Hey, come on down like the price is right. Make them feel a little bit welcome, you get what I'm saying? And that's something that I do, and that's something that I do in my shop. And that's something with me, when I was 21, in my first shop, I learned. I named it Goodfellas. <laughs> I named the Goodfellas for the same, for the simple reason is the that not only the no no not only the movie man because when I was growing up my grandfather he was something he was a G man and my grandfather he always told me he was from Brooklyn he was a Puerto Rican but they moved to Brooklyn also my grandmother had 18 kids so you know they were from Brooklyn and they come and they would have said his name was um uh, Peyo Coca they used to call him Peyo Coca and every time I see him, be like, yo, good fella. Yo, good fella. <laughs> and I'd be walking with him, you know? And I'd be like, yo. I got to the point that I was like five. I was like, you know, abuelo, porque ellos te llaman este pello coca and good fella. And in English, is like, yo, I told my grandfather why they call you, you know, good fella. He's like, oh, 
papi, that's a responsible man. When a man's doing what he's got to do and he's taking care of home, you know, mm-hmm. and he's responsible, he's faithful to his wife, he's a good fella. He's a good, honest man. <laughs> Little that I know, you know, he was betraying me, but I mean, it always stuck in my head, you know. It was a complete opposite, you know. A good fella, it was just, you know, yeah. a good no, fella. just a title. Yeah, it's just a title. So a good fella was like the complete opposite. So I'd be like, all right, cool, you know. And I didn't, I didn't find that out until later on in life. So I said, all right, it's going to be good, fellas. It went great. And I mean, it was in there for like about three years. Mm-hmm. Then my uncle came up. Like I told you, I got a lot of family. And this is where it comes to play about being a business owner. Sometimes of getting your feet wet in the, into the industry or just being a businessman in general. Because sometimes when you have a good heart, you get stomped on. You get what I'm saying? They take your kindness for weakness. Mm-hmm. And they see that you're a worker. They see that you're a mule. They see that you got something special inside you. So, But you know what? They're subliminal to that because they want to go ahead and take that and take advantage of you and say, okay, you know what? This is what I got. You know what? That's going to be my golden ticket there to the chocolate factory with this cat right here. I didn't see that. He's told me, you know what, Macho? You've been here for three years. Let's go to Fort Myers. You got a lot of following. I graduated. I came from the Bronx when I was 17. I had a lot of following. I got 72 cousins in Fort Myers. So, and I got a lot, a lot of support mm-hmm. over there. So he came and told me, yo, you know what, Macho? Why don't we open up a shop over there? You put half the money. I put half the money. I said, you know what? My second kid was coming on the way. My man, uh, Elias, no blinks, AKA. <laughs> and I was like, it, I, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Mm-hmm. Once again, I was just freshly new. I was just three years in business. It was going great. I remodeled, and it was going even great. But for me, my overhead was kind of killing me. So I was like, man, you know what? i got a kid on the way. He's going to be a partner. Yeah, why not? He's my uncle. He's my godfather, too. You know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and do it. And I did it. I moved all the stuff from my shop. I told my clients they were sad to see me go. I went. Long story short, it didn't end up good. The reason why? Because he's not a barber. When you're not a barber, it makes it complicated because I'm cutting hair. I'm the one doing all the work. I'm the one doing all the promotion. I'm the one that's doing all everything. Then the next guy, your, your business partner is looking at you like, okay, he's making money. Where's my half? But at the same token, you got to look at the other man's shoes. The other man's shoes is like, yo, my man, I cut all this hair. You expect me to give you a piece of my pie when I cut everybody up and I didn't. I've been here all day. Mm. It don't work like that. Mm-mm. So then that's something that I've learned along the way is like if you're not a barber, you can't be a business owner. You shouldn't even co-mingle with it. You, ha- you shouldn't even have a, a say in it. You shouldn't even want to strive to have it unless you're in a big city. You get what I'm saying? Of course. I mean, you, would, you were, at the end of the day, you were just an employee to your business, right? I mean, if I own Walmart, I don't expect to take, get a piece of my employee's paycheck. Exactly. It don't work that way. But they see it differently. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, that's where it ran into a problem with me until I got to the point I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to go back. But that wasn't even the only issue. The real issue was that I wanted to remodel. I'm a type of person that I love my clients. I want them to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened was there is like in uh, one year, I had a retainer for the shop. You know, I like to go into detail, but in one year, I had a retainer for the shop, almost about 12 grand. Mm-hmm. And I had four barbers already, had a female there. Like, I like females because it attracts older men. You get what I'm saying? On a professional level. Okay. It was time for the shop to get remodeled. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go old school, like with the croaking chairs. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I found this cat That's over dope. there. Yeah, I found this cat over there in Orlando. Had four of them. 
selling each of them for a thousand dollars. I said, yo, I called him up. His name was Rick. Some old guy named Rick. I'm like, hey, Rick, how you doing? My name is Macho. I see you got your chairs up. I'm very interested. I got the money. Is it in mint condition at least? You know, you live in Orlando. I'm kind of about three hours away from you. It's kind of far, but you know what? I'll take the trip if it's worth it, but just don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, Macho, I tell you what, guy, look, man, it's right here. <laughs> you know, because he's one of the, one of the old guys like, yeah, it's a man, Macho. I don't know about your shop, but these are pretty. Look, man, I done reupholstered and everything, and it's good to go. <laughs> I'm like, yo, my man, I'll be right there, you know? <laughs> so me, I told my I told my uncle, and um, I was like, Theo, which is uncle for Spanish. I'm like, listen. It's time to reinvest in the shop. I got these chairs that I want to get. It's going to cost about $4,000. Mm-hmm. He tells me, no, 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 no. Let's wait. Let's wait until about a week or whatever. I'm like, why well, we got to wait a week? My man, we got the retainer here. You know what I'm saying? We need to start putting back in the shop. He's like, no, 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 no. Let's wait. I'm like, okay, cool. My man, you know when you open up and you're a businessman, this goes to all my business listeners. If you're a businessman, you wouldn't really understand Um you understand if you're just a worker then you probably won't but i'll go ahead and give the emphasis into it when you open up a bank account with your business when you open up a bank account with your business you come and uh you're the main principal holder i got a phone call and it's on a friday it's busy i got a phone call and they say hey how you doing mr torres and i was like hey how you doing this and they said look man this is just procedure that we call you just let you know there was a hefty withdrawal coming out of your account and uh just make sure that you were aware of it what And I was like, yeah, can you tell me how much the amount was for? And they say $4,000. And I was like, and they they told me it was my uncle, you know, who withdrawed it and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, thank you. I appreciate it. But I was informed that I was was known about it, you know. Mm. And it hit me, man. And then he comes in, busy Friday. It's a busy Friday. I'm talking about my man. It was busy. And he comes in there and he's just looking at me. And I'm cutting. I'm like, como tu tal, Dios? Bendición. It's something that we are letting people say in Spanish, you know, just say hi, you know, ask to greet. Exactly. You know, we just ask for our uncle's blessing. And he's like, no. And I'm like, tell him, I'm cutting here. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you took $4,000 out of the bank? <laughs> and he just stayed froze. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, don't worry about it. I'll talk to you later about that. So I go, and after I talk to him, and uh, I go to his house, and I'm like, listen, I'm gonna talk to you as a business person, as a businessman, business partner. I'm not your nephew, I'm not your godson right now. I'm a business partner. This is where it got to me, and this is where I stopped trusting people, and this is where I started just doing my own business, my vent, mine, myself, that I'm nobody's mule. No. He's got a he's got another company, a hydraulic lift that he does moving companies and stuff like that. He's got a truck. It's a diesel. It has a transmission. You know, they go out a lot. Mm. His transmission went out. It was about thirty eight hundred dollars. So instead of him coming and telling me and be like, "Listen, Macho, look, the transmission went out on my other uh, on my truck. So you know what? I need to take four thousand dollars. Let's go ahead and put these chairs back. That way I can go ahead and pay. And then at the end of the week or at the end of the month, your percentage, you know what? I just take it and then we just accumulate it on regular. That's the way men talk. That's the way it business should be mm-hmm. without no lies. But he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He went the other route. So I was like, you know what? Look, the eight G's that are remaining, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go back to Port Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have nothing. I didn't want to be no owner. I didn't want to be no owner no more. I wanted to go back to Port Charlotte and just cut hair, B. 
because mm-hmm. it got to the point that you know what that when I was where with my wife my kids no blinks was getting big I just wanted to be enjoy I just wanted to cut hair and leave mm-hmm. like the love kind of fell out of it mm-hmm. you know and I got back to the shop and it's crazy because the shop where I'm at is right across the street from my old one named Goodfellas right across the wow. street is it still there? Is Goodfellas still yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, Goodfellas is still there. Well, the building is still there. I mean, okay. nobody's rented it. Bef- nobody renovated it, but the building's still there. That's crazy. But it's right across the street. So I came to work with somebody. That's a constant reminder every day when you look across <laughs> the street. It is, man. That's, That's, why why he again. That's why he still remembers the name Rick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my man, I remember Rick, bro. I remember Rick. And then when I come and... and uh, if you're listening, Rick. Yeah. Just in case you're listening, Rick, I got you, B. I, I got don't you. want the chairs. Bring the chairs. Yeah. Bring the chairs. Bring the chairs, though. I'm saying, though, you know, <laughs> hopefully you didn't die, right? <laughs> I gave you a good name, and I impersonated your voice very, very well. <laughs> but um, uh, he comes, and uh, there's a shop across the street, and uh, it's a second location or whatnot. I know all the barbers in town, and it didn't work out. They were kind of in the same bind that I was with with my uncle. Mm. I have a shop. But he's a barber, but the other investor is not a barber, so he's just there. So when I went, I had my following. They started following me. They started having issues with money and stuff like that. But then my my clients are starting to follow me. I'm starting to get more busier. So as I get more busier, then he's gonna come and tell me he's gonna shut the shop down. So the other cat in town wanted me to go work for him. I'm like, yo, my man, not, no disrespect or whatever, but like you have your own doctrine, I have my own way. The only reason why I even came back over here and I felt comfortable here because it was basically like if I was running it because mm-hmm. he wasn't there. He had his his main location. Yeah. And the other, I started getting tighter with the other cat, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he let me do whatever. But it got to the point that I was running everything. Once again, you know, it's just my character. It's just my demeanor, the way mm-hmm. I am. I was running everything. I would be there the first dude in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. hot towels, cleaning up the shop, doing everything bringing in people, socializing, everything, and the last one to leave. Then it got to the point that they were having some conflicts with money. They said, oh, we're gonna shut it down. Now I'm like, hold on, now you messing with my livelihood. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you're gonna shut it down? Mm-hmm. I told him, you know what, I come, up with a, kind of with a, I come up with a solution. I'm like, I tell you what, this is what I want you to do. This is my solution for both of you. I don't know what you guys got into it. That's none of my business. I don't know how much money, whatever. But give me the lease. I want the lease. Sell me the lease. What I want from this is, like, the lease probably is going to go for, like, maybe 3200 because it's going to be first, last, and deposit. Mm. Give me the lease. Move all your stuff out, and I'll move my stuff in. Mm. That's exactly what I did. And I started with nothing, my man. I mean, I started with nothing. And Goodfellas now, I mean, uh, Uppercuts now, excuse me, Goodfellas just give me a good memory. I mean, I had a lot of good times <laughs> over there. Yeah. But Uppercuts, I mean, is now successful, and I'm um, I'm enjoying my blessings, and it's been good. But you got to do that that remodel with no questions asked, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, and that that that's a that's a wonderful feeling, my brother. And it's like it's a very very wonderful feeling when you can do something. And I mean, if you have business partners, but just make sure they're on your same level and they're barbers. That's my advice to business owners aspiring barbers who's going to become take your time with it learn the inside and out you're going to have to make sure whatever you read you know and you grasp that concept because business they'll 
eat you and spit you out alive. And a lot of these motivational, like, speaks, they say it. That's why you should go to the seminars. You should go and, and, and listen to them because it's experience who is talking to you. A lot of these people say, these young barbers, ah, I don't want to go to this. Ah, I don't want to. My man, you will never get nowhere in life if you keep that closed-minded figure. If you're closed-minded, you're never going to learn because right there, you're just chopping your legs off. You're, if ca you, you're, capping, you're putting a ceiling on your girl? You are because nobody starts off as a boss. Everybody has to start off as a worker and then become a boss. You get what I'm saying? There's no way that you're just going to become in this industry or in this barber world, oh, I'm a boss. No, you're not. You get what I'm saying? You don't become successful like you two right now just because, oh, you just came in here because, you know what, you were blessed with money. So, yeah, let's just open a whole bunch of shops and put like about 10 grand, 15 grand in each and just nah, do it. Man. Nah. My I, man, you got to put in time, effort, that sacrifice, and they don't see that. I can I can relate to you, man, as far as, you know, the sacrifice that's made. Basio, man. Basio, when he went to school, he had a baby on the way. Yeah. And he had to make a decision himself. Do I leave my job? And go to the barbershop full time, or do I do both? I remember, I remember telling him every day, bro, just leave, take the jump, you're gonna be fine. So I can relate to you, and I can relate to you as far as being scared as hell opening the first shop, because I didn't feel like I, I was, I didn't feel like I was where I needed to be from a skill standpoint. From a business standpoint, I've always been in the business. My parents own business, so I felt comfortable let me point with that. The, let me point that out. Just because you can cut hair doesn't mean you, can, you no. should be a business owner. Absolutely it's two not. different animals. Absolutely not. It's two different. I was, I was nervous, and, and you know, the both of us backed each other up. And and that's something good. I mean, that's that's and that's a dynamic duo that you guys got that blends in nice. You get what I'm saying? In this and in this industry, it's lonely. People can tell you it is lonely. Like I know a lot of people of it. Like take my cousin for instance and stuff like that. It's hard to stand out by yourself. But oh, yeah. at the same time, that's the risk you take. Who's your cousin? Uh, Chico Boom. You know, and I mean, he's my great influence for me too. You get what I'm saying? That for me. That's something that it play. It takes into play that I see that character. Nothing holds us down. You get what I'm saying? And nothing should hold you down in life. Everybody has a second chance. That's something for me that's very inspirational that everybody has a second chance. Like, I had a second chance. That's why I say that Barbie, there's more to Barbie than just cutting hair. A lot of these cats don't understand that there's more to Barbie than cutting hair in the, in the way of, like, you don't know how much you affect somebody's life by just cutting their hair, by that conversation. When they come in, they say, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? You see him kind of sad, but you're like, hey, man, you know what? At the end of the day, you start talking to him, and at the end of the haircut, he feels some type of way that he says, wow, you know what you did for me, much? Like, yo, I feel so much better. It's a therapy. You're a psychiatrist. You're a father. You're a brother. You have no idea how many people come into my shop, and especially kids. I love kids. Like, I got my two boys, but I do a lot for these kids. They got a lot of single mothers out there. Mm. I said in the old interview, they got a lot of single mothers out there. My mother was a single mother. Like, my dad, you know what I'm saying? Era mujeriego. That's a womanizer in English. You get what I'm saying? He loved women. He's not a bad guy. He just, he loved women. You get what I'm saying? But that showed me how to love my wife more, just to be one faithful to my wife, you know what I'm saying? That way I have one queen, and that's it at the end of the day. But what you need to focus on sometimes in life is like... What, what happened? Did you hit start again? Okay, oh. cool. No, that's cool, I'll cut oh. this out. You're good. All right. What you need to work on sometimes in life is like who you are with your family, you know what I'm saying? So my mother, like, when these kids come in, I see that they don't have it like that. You get what I'm saying? With me, it's not about the money. It's just about the people. Like, my barbershop, the way I want it, like, when I want them to feel like a day at home. 
I want them to feel comfortable. When they come and see me and they, they walk in my shop, I know everybody's single name. I can guarantee you that. You come into my shop at any given day, any given day, catch me on a surprise, and it won't be one person. It's like, cheers, my man. You want to go everybody where everybody knows your name. That's, I don't know how you do it. That's... That's the see, fact yeah. that you remembered Rick's name, like really yeah. just from like, like ten years ago. But that's, that's <laughs> such a that's such a big deal to me, man. And and there's a term used that we use on the, on this podcast. I think it was John that said it on the Jesse Lima episode. We're the counselors of the community. We're the counselors of the community. And and the, what you said about knowing everybody's name, I don't understand why people are so barbers can be so emotional or so not confident in their in their self. You know what I'm saying? Like every single person. You say, I know everybody. I know everybody. Everybody's name. Whether it be my client or not. Not because I have a, an interest in cutting their hair. Just because that's the way you should, you should greet everybody. It's socializing. You should, you should socialize with everybody. You should socialize. And that's something right now in this era, this this generation that we're having. I mean, I'm 30. I mean, I'm not old. But they say I got an old soul. That's what my wife tells me. In this generation right now, there's a lot of things going into play that nobody's talking to each other. There's no socializing. Everything is uh, social media, texting. I'm a type of old school cat. I don't want you to text me. I'm going to call you. I'm a type of person. I got an appointment like you see today. I come early. I like coming really, really early. I, I got to interrupt you, man, because when I <laughs> called him up, Basio, we keep interrupting you. See, I told you guys this guy was going to bring bars. We told you. Yeah. We told you. I mean, we, we're, we're 30, 40 minutes in. We... We don't even know your IG. Nobody see your haircuts, bro. So this guy just has bars, bro. Bars. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's crazy, buddy. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, I like people. I go like I like to go into details with that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's something. It's something. Just it goes above and beyond of just cutting hair and. I like to get detailed and detailed, and a lot of people like I. You're right. I got bars. I, we didn't even finish my story from the beginning. Like, <laughs> how, why I became a barber? Before you know what we saying? keep going, what is your IG? Where can oh people yeah, find and you? people can find me on the Macho underscore El Mas Duro. Um, my Facebook. I got an Uppercut Barbershop page, and you can find that on Uppercut Barbershop, or you can find me on the Macho Torres, simply like that, and then you'll see go. You'll see my logo. Um, so that's where you can find me, and you can find my work. Once again, I'm going to repeat this again because on the interviews that I do, I always talk the same. What you see is not what I portray. That's who I am. It's my family, my queen, my kids. People sometimes in life, they want more. I don't. I like what I have, meaning I like my family. I love my family. That's what I do, what I do. They're my inspiration, especially my queen. If I didn't have a backbone... To support me in whatever I do, I wouldn't be nothing because at the end of the day, everybody can party, everybody can do something. But at the end of the day, you look back when you're older, you want to have something and you don't have nothing, then it's too late. So sometimes you're going to have to take that opportunity in life and say, yo, that woman, that's the one. And your kids, if you have kids right now, man, you'll appreciate them because they grow fast and be that example for them. And that's something about barbering for me. My kids can see that. And Everything that I portray, I don't put my personal, but everything with barbering that has to do with barbering or showing love to my kids, I put I post it up there, and I, that's that's the person who I am, you know. That's dope, man. I think you're you're in the minority, especially the way you talk about the woman in your life. Like I think I think men, the majority of men, they make they make it cool to be unfaithful, and all that stuff. And you know I don't want to talk too much about this because people might get you know they might get um, offended, offended or, or whatever. Off, yeah. But this is the most loyal person in your life. 
And if you can't be faithful to that person, who can you be faithful to? And that, the, 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 yeah, and, and and that's something. Bars I mean, dropped that line. Yeah, up. not did. on me, but he dropped that line in front of somebody to me, man, and I, I was blown. He was like, "If you can't be faithful to the most important person in your life that loves you unconditionally, unconditionally, then how can I go into business with you?" It, and that's something exactly. And I mean, that's what I was just dwelling on that right now, and it's, it's very true. Because at the end of the day, that person, that significant other that you have, that you call your queen and you're unfaithful to her, that she's more important than your mother. If you really if you really dwell about it and you really think about it, your mother, who brought you into this world, you came out her womb, she's with you for a certain amount of time. But the woman who you have relations with, who you sleep with, who you tell your secrets, who knows you in and out, okay? And I mean, I don't mean to say anything, but you take a dump in front of her because once you married, everything goes out. Man, man, you taking a dump in front of her. You all right? You know what I'm saying? So like, and I'm and that's something with my wife. Yo, my man, you taking a dump with her, so she knows you, and that's something with me with my wife. She gonna walk by like, damn, man. She probably she gonna be mad. No, no, no. She's not actually. I mean, you know, but that's something you got to play. And running back and running back. I mean, cause I mean, I'm telling you, I got so many stories. But running back, that's how where I met my wife. I met my wife. She hit me on one of my motorcycles. That's the way I met my wife. Wow. <laughs> what the? You know what I'm saying? You were struck with love. Yeah, yo, this dude, this dude nah, needs a movie. Yo, yo I mean, you need a DVD. Bro. Well, no, nah, no, nah, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's crazy, man. It, it, it was the booty, man, to tell you the truth. That's what got me, bro. Yo, my man, it was the, yo, I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> he the audience. He wasn't even mad. He was yo, like, I was, yo, I was, yo, I'm going to be honest with you, man. It, 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 it was crazy. It was something, I'm, uh, yo, I, I can't explain it. It was it's crazy because we look, it's a short long story short, real quick, because <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, I have just so much experiences in my life and that's what makes me me and that's what makes my personality and that's what my character outgoes, you know, because it's just so much experience in life that you learn from it and that's why I love life, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. But it's a small little club there, you know, she's dancing with one of my mans that I know or whatever, you know, Sisa or whatever. I come in there, I'm in the corner, I'm just looking at her, I see her, she peeped me. She, I peeped up. All right, cool. That's it. Now, there's a chimi. If nobody know what a chimi is, all right? I'm Dominican. You're, uh, I know what it is. you're Dominican. So, you'll see my, to my, you know, my other viewers that are not Latin don't know what a chimi is. It's a Dominican dish. It's like a hamburger, but for, for you know what I'm saying, for Americans, it's but so it's way better. It's, it's so, way, much more. so much more than that. It's a sauce, girl. It's a sauce. That's what I tell them. It's a sauce, you know? So, they got a chimi truck out there. You know, I go with my boys, we riding on motorcycles or whatever, a fight breaks out. I'm like, yo, my man, let's go, you know? So we out. Oh, mind you, my wife was with a fat girl that was some dude with a pink shirt. So I, I, I'm, I'm a visualized person, so I'm like, I, I remember that, you know? Right now. He's going I'm going back. back. So then, I, the name too. yeah, <laughs> if I would have got his name, trust me, I would have remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back over there, and then when I'm looking, you know what I'm saying? Yo, a fight breaks out. I'm like, yo, let's be out. Bam, we head out. Now, there's two lanes. Now, it's parallel to each other. I see a black car coming behind me like mad fast. So I'm like, you know what? Let me turn up to the side that way, you know? As I'm turning to the side, the car's speeding up more. So it hits the, my back tire. And whoever's a motorcycle, you know, rides motorcycle, they know how fragile that back tire. You just need to nip it. You go ahead and just just... Sliding. And I just sliding. And my man, I was sliding. My my bike wrapped around the pole. I'm there yeah. just getting that road rack. And all I hear is that fat girl, quack, 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 quack. They laughing. No. And they keep going. No. My man, no. they keep going. Wait, and you married her? Yo, watch. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you. So I go back. Yo, my man, I'm limping. I got a hole in. Yo, I still, you guys can see it there. That's 
it was very yeah, much you're yeah. way bigger. Yo, he I got, got a hole in his leg, people. All right. Now I go back walking up to the fat dude with the pink shirt. And I'm like, yo, my man. <laughs> You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give me that number, them girls that you were with. And then, like, he didn't know he was visiting. He's like, "Gang He's like, "Who's this?" And they were like, "Loco, dale numero." And they're telling me, "Yo, my man, you want to give him the number?" So they give me the number. So when I call, my boys are thinking I'm gonna curse her out or whatnot or whatever. I seen the face from my peripherals when I got hit. All right. I seen that was the girl with the booty who was dancing. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I know she hit me and everything, but let me be a little bit, you know, mature about the situation <laughs> and just be like... This is a, spe- this is a special situation. Yeah, it's a, be- it's a special situation. So <laughs> it's ringing, and I'm like, I was mad as shit, man. My, my, yo, I was, I'm, excuse me. I was mad, and I was like, yo, hello. <laughs> and she's like, hello, who's this? I'm like, yo, I'm the guy who you just hit on the motorcycle. Mm. She's like, we didn't hit you. I'm like, yo, listen, girl. You don't have to pay for anything and nothing like that. But I just think it's very wrong that you hit somebody and you keep going and you don't stop to see how they doing or everything's all right. No, no, we didn't hit you. We didn't hit you. I'm like, I'll tell you what, baby girl. Why don't you come back and let me see your front bumper then? You ain't got to pay for anything. Nothing's going to happen to you. So then, long story short, they came back with a cop. Oh, mind you, I'm, I'm sorry, I put that out of the story because it's a long story, man. A, a cop saw me fall. He kept on going. The same cop Damn. came back with her, okay, and was just staring at her ass, okay, <laughs> just staring at her and just kept on. He, he started just, you know, he fell in love with her. Mm. Oh, it's okay, ma'am. You know what? Look, it looks like there's no damage here. Um, uh, c- can I help you back, bro, to 75? I'm like, yo, my man, you I don't see this bumper? I got a B. hole in my leg. <laughs> my bike is around the tree. Uh, I'm like, yo, my man, really? He's like, no, you're okay. I'm like, all right, cool. Fast forward it. It's my birthday. Three months later. Wow. I forgot what she looks like or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're in the club. I'm with my crew or whatever. Bam, it hits me again, man. The booty, bro. I don't know what it happened, man. It just hit me again. And I don't dance. Mind you, the booty. is the kryptonite. I'm trying to tell you, man. So then I was like, wow, it's my birthday. It's my birthday, and I don't dance. I never asked nobody to dance. And I'm like, I'm going to ask her to dance. So I go up to her, and I'm like, hey, baby girl, you want to dance? She looks at me, and she's like, yo, my man, you sure you want to dance with me? Mind you, my wife is from Lawrence, Massachusetts. That's in um, uh, Massachusetts over there. So she's from Lawrence. And... Uh, so they got their game on point. And she, that's, when she told me that, yo, my man, you sure you want to dance with me? Like, a lot of things go through your mind, especially when, you know, when you're drinking and stuff. <laughs> what am I going to get to? That a woman comes and talks to you that way? I'm like, yo. I'm like, yeah. She's like, all right. Well, I got to put you on something later. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. Now, I used to park my car always in front of the club and stuff. Long story short, comes back next to him. It was, um, uh. It was a band that was playing, the Bacharengue. It's a uh, Dominican. Uh, Andy Andy was playing. You know That's what I'm saying? Up. He had them tight old <clears throat> pants on, looking like, you know, cop. <laughs> Man, he can't breathe. He can't breathe at all. I'm like, wow. But he was cool, though. So then I get next to her, and she's like, yo, you really don't remember me? And I'm like, nah. So she remembered you. She remembered me. Wow. I didn't remember her. She remembered me. And she's like, you really don't remember me? I'm like, nah. She's like, I'm the girl who hit you on the motorcycle. Mm. I thought you said you didn't hit me. <laughs> Thank you, you, right? <laughs> right, to this day. I'm telling you, to this day, she like denies it. I'm like, you got to catch her because sometimes she be catching her. So she's like, no, well, maybe. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. So then, and what was the deal breaking? It was crazy because I got to really know her because 
I started talking, you know, all right. So she gave me a number. After she gave me the number, and it's crazy because I was out, I parked outside. It's like, yo, I was drinking, but it all went. I just flushed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, I went sober quick. <laughs> I'm like, what am I, yo? I got a cousin. I got a lot of cousins. I got a cousin that's a linebacker. She can whoop your butt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can go ahead and call her up, be like, hey. But I, I was in the front of the car, and she was like, yo, what are you going to do? You're going to stand there? You're going to take my number? So I give her my number. I start talking to her. This is when I thought it was going to be the deal breaker, Chris, man. It, it was like, yo, I start talking to her, and when I talk to somebody, I want to get to know you, who you are. She's like, yeah, I'm Jehovah's Witness. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, all right, girl. But my brother was Jehovah Witness, so I was like, I, you know what? I tell you what, I don't got issues. I got problems. <laughs> that was the first thing that came out of my mind with her, um, my mouth with her. And she was like, okay, cool. We started talking. I got to know her, who she was as a person, her morals. I got to meet her parents because that's what I do. I got to meet her parents, her family. And I say, wow, you know what? She was 23 at the time. I was 18. I got to know her for that whole year, and I was like, you know what? And it's just that feeling in me that never went away. I'm like, yo, this is the one. That's going to be my queen. At the end of the day, that's going to be my queen, yo. Because it's very rare that you find that, that you got a 23-year-old with a banging body, banging body, my man. She can cook, all right? She got her <laughs> own job, ain't got no kids, okay? My man, that's rare. I, don't, I mean, that's like watching an Asian with a booty, all right? That's just rare. So I'm like, if I find that, my man, yo, I'm going for it. I don't give a damn who. Yo, I killed 10,000 people, and that's just in the morning for my queen, all right? I'll be like, man, I'm there like swimwear. So... You know, and, and and it really, it really made me, man. And I mean, she always supported me, and she was always with me. Also, she was with me, man, when it came to the barbershop, when the hard times in Goodfellas. Mind you, I don't know if you guys remember, if you guys listening, and I was a first-time owner. You know what I'm saying? My skills wasn't up to par. I remember when I first my first promotion, I was like, "Yo, five dollar haircuts for the first month," mm. you know, just for people to see. My man, I had eight people. Eight people. Wow. You know what's the struggle when you got an overhead? <laughs> Yo, I don't understand. I don't know if you guys really understand that, but when your overhead is that you only have so eight. So the $5 cousin didn't work. Yo, <laughs> they ain't work, man. They were like. Hey, that's funny that you say that because me and Basio have never, we're about to open our fourth, have never done a discount. Yeah. We don't believe in it. Yeah, man. It I, doesn't work. It, it, it doesn't work, man. Trust me. I know that by experience, bro. It doesn't work, man, because I went and I, I tried it and. I brought me a few clients, but my first month, it was only, yo, eight heads. And after that, like, who pays for that? So my wife was working at the time, whatever I was making, you know, and she was supporting me, bro. I mean, she was supporting me, and I mean, she would help me. If that's any, when you know, that's when you know, find somebody special. Bro. Exactly. And I mean, not only because money-wise, but like, she can see my vision where I'm trying to go. You get what I'm saying? She wants to see me better, and she wants to see me succeed. And that's when you have a significant, a significant other in your life that you know that, you know what, that's the one. And a lot of guys that are out there, man, you said earlier, communication. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a marriage podcast, but communication is key, man. Yeah, man. Like you just said, she saw your vision. A lot of dudes out there, you know, if, if you're getting yelled at because you're staying at the shop late and you're getting there early, just communicate. Yeah. If you include your significant other, you'd be amazed how they jump on and see your vision. Just to be jump on board, I'm trying to tell you, man. My man, it's Friday, Saturday. I don't get home until 12 o'clock at night. 
I'm gonna so, tell, yeah. To get back on 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 track because you you got barred, bro. Yo, man, I'm trying to tell. You, I got I got story for days, man. I mean, it's something is not new, but let's get back on track. Where the where do you see this industry in the next five years? This industry in the next five years, I see this, man. This is going, it's going to blow up, man. We're becoming more than, much more than barbers. I think we're getting recognized as in this industry and in this barber industry as something, as professionals, as something that we make $100,000 a year. You got to understand, that's very powerful. At the end of the day, that's very, very powerful. $100,000 a year and, and the people that we touch and the connections that we make and the networking. And the networking. It's crazy. I mean, I just seen another, I just seen a pod there. I mean, uh, one of the barbers, they were in Hong Kong. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They're in China. My man, this is going worldwide. You get what I'm saying? It's amazing what a haircut can do. And another another thing that I want to touch base on now going back to, you know, the barbering, this is what we're here for. This is something that a computer, that mm. somebody cannot do. Mm-hmm. And under, really, really, fully comprehend that there's nobody that can take our job. A, a computer couldn't do this, so we are very fortunate. It's a privilege to cut hair. For me, that's the way I feel about it. It's a very, it's a good privilege to cut hair, and for me to encounter individuals with different stories and touch people's lives because that's what we do. At the end of the day, a barbershop should be a cornerstone of your environment. Mm-hmm. That's the way. Ba- bottom line, and. In my community, where I'm from, that's what I try to. That's what I try to accumulate for it, and that's what I try. When they see me as Macho, Macho the barber or whatever, I want my kids. I want them to see the barber. Main thing, the barber. That's a profession. It's not a joke. It's not a game. It's not something you just do just to make money. I don't look at these people to make money. A barber should be always upheld to the upright standard. So you have an influence on your community so you are a public figure when you get to that standpoint when you put in your time and your work and they know you like that that's who you are so you should be very proud of that and if you go into school you just you know what that's your first step don't think that when you go to school all oh, y'all right i'm the man nah my man you gotta be a follower before you become a leader and I'm, st- I'm still a follower. Yeah. I'm still shadow and, and, people. I'm still and, and, looking for knowledge. And that's what I love about barbering because you know what? You, you can you always day. learn every day. Every you day. always learn every day. And you cannot say you're the best. And that's something that I see in this industry. Like you were saying, it's crazy because at the end of the day, this industry, they say, oh, in the next five years, I see competition, but I want it to be friendly competition because, oh, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the Nobody's the best. My man, you can't be the best because every every individual in this world has a different opinion. Has their niche. And has their niche. You could be the best for this guy. The other guy could be the best for the other guy. And you know what? Hey, but you're not the best. I, I've had customers sit in my chair and be like, uh, man, you did such a better job than that other barber. And I, lo- I saw the haircut walk out last week. And, and, and it like, was it awesome. the same. Bro. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> but, it, I, <laughs> you be, but you'd be like, all right. Why? Because they probably like your personality, the way you talk yeah. to them. It's a little niche. It's, it, it's, it, it's something that just goes. And that's why I, I never say I'm the best. I just say I'm macho. I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes me me. Being a barber in this barber industry, I, I just want to be me. And me is like I'm a very unorthodox person. I am. But I maintain. There's always a balance in everything. There's a time to have fun. There's a time to work. There's a time to play around. There's a time to be have family time. There's a time for spiritual, mental. There's always a time. It's a balance that needs to be kept. And a lot of people don't really fully understand that. And as a barber, this barbering world, man, it's crazy. It, it's, it's, it, there's so much, so much potential. 
that is untouched. untouched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it, it it's just crazy. Like with me, like I try to tell them, and I'm gonna say a little bit of bars right there in Spanish for my Latin people. You get what I'm saying? Because I was talking to you guys about that earlier. I got a lot in Latin. I got a lot of Latin followers that they don't speak English. Because they are in Brazil or they are in Dominican Republic, they're in Puerto Rico, you know, they're in Mexico. Shout out to all those people. You know? Shout out to the people who listen to us. We have you people know? listening in Brazil, yeah, yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah, in Costa Rica, you know. Y para mi gente que están allá, me entiende, es un buen provecho para yo explicarle a ustedes, para dejarle a ustedes saber cómo la barbería, siendo un profesional barbero influencia a ustedes para tener algo que ustedes pueden hacer para hacer su carrera, para hacer superarse ustedes mismos en la vida y tener algo en la vida que es mucho mejor solamente de por, cortando pelo porque este, esta profesión es una vaina que cuando uno sigue, tú ves el carácter de otro y tú puedes explicarle a ellos, decirle mira como tú estás hoy tú le ayudas en la vida y eso es un privilegio para un barbero tener algo así, una relación con otro individual que puede tener algo que le supere a ellos también. Y eso te ayuda en la vida. Si tú te fijas como es, tú puedes a, a lograr tanta cosa en la vida solamente por siendo la profesión del de nombre barbero. Pues coge mucho, mucho orgullo. Si tú eres barbero, si quieres ser barbero, es una profesión, no es un juego. Es una profesión que es profundamente que va a impactar el mundo entero y pronto. Bet you didn't know we were going to get bars in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, I appreciate but, that, but that's just for my, my, funny, my Latin folks. It's funny what you said earlier, man, and, and I haven't heard anybody use that term, but it's, it's dope. We're public figures. My wife, she doesn't hate it, but... I can't go anywhere, man. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. I go to Publix and she's like, <laughs> hey, man, I can't put on a pair of sweats and just go to Publix with you. Like, I got to be like, Like, you got to all dress up, yeah. And that's what my <laughs> wife says. To go to Walmart. Yeah, man. that's what I my wife Walmart, says. I Walmart 10 people. Like, yo, Chris, yo, Chris. Yeah, that's what my wife says. And I mean, you are a public figure, so you have to see how the way you condone and the way you speak and the way you act in front of people. But I think that yeah. makes you more mature. And I think that that's something in life that a man needs because a man should always become a man that's what barbering means to me more than cutting hair it gives me patience it gives me understanding it gives me the outlook at other people when you see these individuals coming to your barbershop and let's just say they're ignorant I'm not saying nothing bad or whatever but sometimes they have far-fetched ideas or the way they talk, the way they dress, you look at that and it makes you appreciate who you are. Especially when they come in there with them single mothers, when you see them kids, it makes you appreciate your kids more. Because then you give your, your kids much more love. You get what I'm saying? And that's what barbering does for me. Every day is an adventure for me. That's why I love owning my shop. I love because I love just seeing other people's life and how it affects me. And for me, it's motivation to me. Now, as an owner, I'm going to ask you the next question up. When you're hiring, do you prefer to hire passion or talent? I prefer to have passion. I'm going to tell you why passion, me personally. I mean, no disrespect to nobody else. Um, me personally, I like passion. Passion, why? Because I can always mold you. Mm -hmm. You could always learn. Barbers are born. Barbers are not born. Barbers are made. And I can mold you and give you that worth ethic the way I am or the way another person is 
with that passion, I don't know, there's always out there, but it says hard work beats talent any given day when talent doesn't hustle. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. Because with talent, what happens, and that's what I see in this barbering industry now, is like you get a little bit of talent. Anybody can do designs. I mean, you get what I'm saying? You work on your craft to a certain extent, you're going to become nice. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you might be suck right now, my man. You're going to go from overlooked to overbooked in a few years. I like that. Repeat that one more time. That was too fast. No, I'm sorry. You're going to go from overlooked to overbooked in a few years. <laughs> Practice Mars. makes perfect. You get what I'm saying? That's a shirt, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. You I'm know, buying that shirt. I'm myself. buying that shirt. Just <laughs> let you know. I mean, to all the listeners out there, I ain't talking fast. Y'all just listening slow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, man. But I mean, it, it, it's something. It, it's, it's something incredible, man. That you know that talent out there, and that's why you should always humble yourself. You should always try to humble yourself and try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. A lot of these cats right now and there's when they look at you because you're the owner, they're like, oh, the money's going into his pocket. All this money. No, it's not, my man. Uh-huh. It's going to support you, my man. This is what I want to get to these barbers out there. When I, want, when I talk to them and I get that one-on-one with them, look, you are putting in, instead of cutting in your bathroom when you first started, when you ain't have no lighting, when you ain't have no chair that you can do a 360, my man, you in a shop with lighting, AC, music, comfortability. That's what the shop provides for you, not the owner, the shop. So you should respect the shop. Don't respect mm-hmm. the owner, respect the shop. Yeah. Because that's what the shop is providing for you. That's what's providing for your family. And that's what, exactly, that is your livelihood. And that's something that a lot of these cats don't understand is that our worries or our stress that comes as owners, we worry about them because of their families, their Absolutely. livelihood. So it's not just us. You get what I'm saying? We have a lot of pressure, but can do we crack under it? No, we don't. You know what I'm saying? Every morning, they should see that, and we lead by example. Like, when my barbers, I go, I'm the first one there, I'm the last one to leave. Mm-hmm. Automatically. Mm-hmm. They'll see me clean. I leave, I don't expect nothing from them, because at the end of the day, I tell them just like that. I don't need you, my man. I want you. Mm-hmm. It's a difference. <clears throat> Everybody can pick up and leave right now, and I'm, you know what? I can hold this fort by myself, because I made this by myself. At the end of the day, you came into this world by yourself, so you better make sure that whatever you do, you can do it by yourself. If you can't do it by yourself, then you, my man, you know what? That's what makes you different. You're not a boss. You're a worker. And until you know yourself as a man or as an individual or as a woman, that's why I like to say individual because I don't like to play woman or man. Until you know yourself as an individual, as a person, you will never succeed. And what I mean know yourself as a man is your faults. You have to be a self-aware person. If you know that you can't accept constructive criticism, you need to work on that. Mm. If you cannot see the other po- person's point of view of saying, hey, you know what? He's looking out. I'm in the box. He's looking out so you know what he has another point of view let me go ahead and take heed to that and let me make myself better yep if you can't evaluate that and make yourself better and come to the conclusion that you know what this guy might have a point yeah then you know what my man you're not a boss because leaders make leaders for me my personal opinion no disrespect nobody but leaders make leaders i do not want to make followers this next generation is coming in right now i wanted to make the my mind frame that you know what that everybody shows love and everybody can eat because at the end of the day when you have something like that that's what keeps on tradition and i believe that 100% barbering is a tradition it's a profession and you should teach it and keep on going so if you made it the other man can make it but show him your way your flaws our failures right now 
are our gener uh, is the next generation's future, and because they, they can learn by that if we teach them the right way. But they need to be molded. If we don't put into practice what we know right now as a veterans in the game right now to these youngsters who are graduating, it's all going to be about money. It's going to all be about, you know what, no communication. People are going to come to the barbershop and ain't nobody going to talk to each other. You ain't right, even need the music. Right now, everybody thinks it's all about skills. Yeah. And it's, it's not. It's so it's much not. more than that. It, it's so much more so than that. So much more it, than that. And one of, <laughs> one, of the people, one of the people you look up to, and I didn't know him very well, neither did Chris, but... I got a lot of respect for your cousin, bro. Because a lot of guys out here that are on that platform, like he is. Chico Boom. Chico Boom. They, shout out to they Chico preach, Boom. They preach, but they don't practice what they preach. Yeah. Your cousin doesn't know me from Adam, bro. And I gave him a call, and he was like, yeah, man, what's up? What's good? Responds. He's, you know, there's a lot of dudes, for lack of a better term, that are getting Hollywood out there. And, 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 and <laughs> they're, they're, they act like they're better than you and stuff. And, and that's what I mean. And, and I really want to shine that on you. <laughs> It's funny you say that because it's so very true. I mean, you know, they get into this and they are like they think they're, they're some kind of superstar. There's no superstar. I mean, we are human beings. You get what I'm saying? And um, I, that's something that I always admired and I, I look up to my cousin because my cousin is just, it's, he's like that. He has that demeanor that I have. You see how I came in here today? I, yo, my man, you just, yo, you just chopping it up. We're regular people. We are who we are, and that's what makes us us. And, and in this industry, all because, yo, he's nice or he fades. Everybody can fade. Everybody can do a clean cut. At the end of the day, like I said, it all takes time. This design, all these designs, at the end of the day, let's just be honest. And, I, I mean, that, that's something, I mean, if, I no disrespect to nobody who has a different mind frame. Once again, this is my opinion. This is what I think. Number one, anybody can get a damn trophy. I'm sorry. I can go down the street from my shop right now where they make trophies and you say, yo, pop, <laughs> pop my name in there, Uppercut Barbershop. Your clients don't give a damn. It doesn't matter. It's who you are as a person. That's who dictates of who what is a barber not because you can do a damn city on the back of somebody's head or you can do some damn zigzags or some m's and some z's or some y's you know what i'm saying anybody can do that that's fine that's graffiti that's great it's an art no no doubt but is that one-on-one -on -one communication with that person that's what makes a barber a barber and a lot of the time in this industry the way it's going what i see is they're losing sight of that they're losing, losing sight of that. It's like all oh, promotional. Oh, you see me over here with this guy. I got these glasses. I got these Gucci's. Or I got this Louis. My man, it's not about that. What happened to the motivational? What happened to when you didn't have anything? Why don't you explain to the next individual when you didn't have anything and you were aspiring to get to the place where you at right now? You don't tell them that. Why? Because you're greedy, my man. Why? Because you have a closed mind frame that you think that you're the only one that can make it because you don't want to pass that on. And when you don't want to pass that torch, that's what makes you a closed-minded individual. I want to see everybody succeed. I get motivated when I see other people succeed. When I see people, like, have stuff because, you know what, they succeeded, it makes me even more hungrier because I'm like, wow, this guy can do it, I can do it. Yes. You know, it's, fun, it's funny you said that earlier <clears throat> when, you, when you were starting talking now. I don't understand all the hate. Like, at the end of the day, the three of us sitting at this table have a unique set of skills, like you said, that not everybody can do. So we're connected. Like, why Why we got to hate on each there, other? There, there shouldn't be no hate, man. You, you, it, it, yeah. Together, we're stronger. They're united. You know what I mean? And, and, I don't understand. And, I don't. and you answered my next question, was, which was, what makes... What makes a real barber to you? So you you went ahead. I mean, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. You were listening to the show. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were listening to the show. I'm sorry, man, but, but it's I do. 
I do gotta ask you though, and and on that on that YouTube video, ridiculous. Uh, we'll find the link and I'll post yeah, it how on do, the how IG. Do we get to, how do we find that? Yeah, yeah, you can you can find that because it was actually um uh, I wanted to do it with uh, one of my uh, production team. His name is um uh, Dre Boy TV. You can find that on YouTube. He was the one that really actually told me he's like, wow, Mach, you got a message. I think you know people can take heed to what you're saying because. It's logical and uh, it makes sense, and that's something I always try to do. So Dre Boy TV, is Dre Boy, yeah, on YouTube. you can find the Dre Boy TV on YouTube. Um, uh, you'll see it. He's got probably like five episodes, but it's the first barber episode. It's called My Barber State of Mind, which is just my barber state of mind of yeah. what I think. Bars, bars. Barber bars. On that video, um, you guys gotta watch it, by the way, but. Uh, you touched on something, and it, and, it, and it kind of goes into my next question. On the video, you said one shop, period, yeah. nothing else. What's next for you, man? Because I feel like one shop is not enough for you, man. You got to spread that yeah, message, I, Yeah, I know, You said man. you create leaders. I create leaders. So, I mean, if people want to come to my shop, but my thing is that I have something in my life that my I've seen from my father, and he always told me, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Mm. I'm content with what I have. I would love like what I'm doing right now. I want to aspire to show people. I would like to be a platform artist. I would like to go here, there, spread my knowledge, but I want to have one shop. I don't, it's a lot of headache. I have two, I have two boys. And the reason why I want to have one shop because it's a balance. This industry, you, yeah, I mean, you should know we're already business owners. It can tear you apart. It, it can be, crazy and if there's no balance at least you have business partners your same mind frame is good it's good to have that me at the end of the day I'm just by myself so if I'm by myself and I'm trying to handle four I couldn't do it my man I would be Not divorced by now I'll you, be able to do it you know what I'm saying uh, I mean I, that's the beautiful thing about our situation exactly we, we all because there's three of us. You're all simpatico we, right now. We, well, you know we, what I'm saying? We all, we all, wear, we all wear our hats. That's so what Bacha I'm saying. does his lane. I do my lane. Let me ask you, Monster, have you read the book E-Myth? No. Read that book. Bro. Read that book. That book changed my life. Bro. Really? It's, it's, it's short for the entrepreneur myth. Okay. And it talks about the hats like he was talking about. And it taught me that I don't have to wear all the hats. You don't? If I would have to wear all the hats, I'm going to be miserable in my business. You would be very miserable. Exactly. But and when I've got people that can that can synchronize and wear those hats that you don't want to wear, you you love in life. You love in life because at the same time it's not your worker, but you know what? Somebody else is picking up that slack. Yeah. In whatever aspect you lack, he dominates. Bam. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? And once again, I haven't read the book or whatever, but this is just me. <laughs> this is like I said. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? An, an interesting, uh, <laughs> an interesting. Uh, thing with d dyslexics have you ever heard about dyslexics yeah our business partner told told about yeah, Danny. Danny. dyslexics are some of the most successful people in the world you know why because they can't do at a young age they learn that they can't do so they delegate they learn to delegate so because they learn to delegate they rise to the top because they take your strength his strength his strengths and they use it to their advantage, not in a bad way. They just empower people. They adapt it to their environment. They empower they people. Yeah. What's the statistic? I think he said it was like 70%. Like 70%. Of this country, CEOs, CEOs are dyslexic. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I'm, I, I, I can see that. I, I really could see that because I don't know if I'm dyslexic or whatever. They told me I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm dyslexic. <laughs> 
his lesson. <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> I can relate, man. I don't know. I had to get tested. I don't know. They told me I was ADD, but I think I'm added. But I mean, you know. But I can see that, though, because you pick up the other person's character, you know what I'm saying? And that you use it to your advantage. You, you're a chameleon, and that's what I am. I do. I, I'm a chameleon. As you're a barber, you have to go in certain situations where certain individuals come into your shop with different personalities. So you got to cater to their personalities. And that's something that I love doing. You get what I'm saying? It's like being an actor, not getting paid for it, but I get paid. I can relate so much to that, man. And that's one of the things why Chris pushed me so much because although I didn't feel like I was ready behind the chair, he knew socially. socially. I, can, I can walk in a room. I can talk to anybody. And, and that's anyone. It, yeah. I can relate. The word you said is exactly what my wife calls me. I'm a chameleon. Mm-hmm. I can literally walk into any situation, and I'll find the angle. I'll, I'll find, find it. it. And that's what we do. I mean, and that's what makes us great mind, and that's what makes us bosses, but good bosses. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad type of way, but that's just what makes us successful. And, and I mean, you have to, anybody can get that trait. It just takes time to perfect it or to even build up that craft. Oh, and want to. you got to be willing to learn. Exactly. And that's another thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's just so, it's just, for me, it's just these individuals now, these upcoming, they think it's just so fast-paced because that's the era that we're living in right now. They just want it now, the now, the now, the now. You know what? I learned how to fade so I can do a star design. So you know what, man? I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Where's my glory? Nah, my man, it don't work that way, B. You're going to have to put some time into this. You know what I'm saying? You have to. My guy right here, bro. This dude right here works harder than anybody I know. He has a ridiculous following on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, a ridiculous following on YouTube. And he still gets in at 7 a.m. and doesn't stop. And people people are like, you want to go to lunch? What lunch? Hmm. I can't get a lunch with this dude. I'm his business partner. I can't get a lunch with him. And and, and, And that, but you see... In whatever aspect you lack, that man dominates. And that's what I call a dynamic duo. And that's people that I would love to surround myself with. You get what I'm saying? You want to surround yourself with people who are same-minded but open-minded. You can learn from each other. Me, I don't have that. Going back, that's why I only want one shop. With one shop, I can aspire you to help other people and give people my knowledge and do what I want to do by just speaking and being me, who I am. You get what I'm saying? Nothing back. You said something earlier. You said it's lonely. You said it's lonely when you when you when you're a business owner by yourself. It is, man. And that's because of the way that this industry has been going. But I will say this: we're headlines, your uppercuts, but you're not lonely. No, yeah, most definitely. Because I mean, any anything you need, any any insight that you need, and I hope we could do the same with you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But because we know things that you might not know, you know things that we don't know. Exactly. And at the end of the day, we are the barber industry. And that's you feel me? yeah. So, I think if we have that mindset, if everyone, if you're listening, and you might be a student right now, you might be somebody who's thinking about being a barber, but eventually, you might think about being a barbershop owner. Don't forget this message. Yeah, and and I, and I apologize to, to to the new upcoming. I know we basically right now because I have a whole lot of my mind is just ongoing. It always works, and I mean I can talk for days about my experiences. I mean we basically just shed light on the business owners I, i'm sorry about that i didn't go the up newcomer barbers you know that are aspiring to be great barbers and um you guys keep doing what you do but understand that you just don't want to be a barber at the end of the day you just don't want to be a worker if you want to better yourself in life you have children 
if you have dreams, if you have aspirations to go somewhere in life, you just don't want to be a worker. Remember, you want to be, you can do what the headlines do right now. The Chris is, you know what? They have a dynamic duo. You get somebody who's on that same mind level, on that same mind frame as you, that you is hungry just like you are. If not, when you get up to that certain time, because it's, that's what it's going to take, patience and time, consistency and responsibility. Once you get up to that level that you feel that you're up to par, or if your back's against the corner like it was with mine, you know, <laughs> That you're just gonna have to do what you have to do, then you go ahead and you deal with it and you kill it, you know? But you guys keep on doing it, keep on following, keep on following my boys and everything like that, because I'm trying to tell you that they're gonna be real big in this industry. And right, Macho, how do they how do they follow you? How do they um if they wanna reach out to you, what's the best way to cause I know you, you shared your Instagram and stuff, but you know, people are gonna wanna after this interview, with all the bars, with all the nuggets and the insight that you've given, seriously, bro, like and the fact that you say that you want to help people, that you eventually want to be a platform artist and motivator, and I think that you have that in you, no, without a doubt in my mind. How do they reach you? They can reach me, man. You can call me, man. I'll give you my phone number. My phone number is 941-258-0996. I'm going to repeat that slowly. 941-258-0996. That's two hey. phone numbers y'all got on, on the conversation. <laughs> y'all got Jesse Lima's and Macho. And <laughs> Punto com, so I mean, you know, they can, they can, coming, coming soon. Yo, and and this is dope because especially my Latino listeners, we have a lot of them, Mexico and and Colombia and all these countries, man, Puerto Rico. This is your man right here. Yeah, and, I, and I appreciate that. Well, once again, para mi gente latina, ya tú sabes, aquí hay mucho amor, aquí de macho, el más duro. Ustedes me pueden perseguir en Instagram. Estoy en Facebook por macho. Torre, si me quieren este comunicarme, pregun pregunta en cualquier detalle que ustedes necesiten, ustedes me pueden llamar. El número mío es 941-258-0996. Para que sepan. El Pipo. Yo, so who, so, you think, who you think they got for the fight? Hold on. One more. What's your favorite haircut? Make it quick. Okay, make it qu quick. Quick. All right. What's your favorite, favorite haircut? haircut to do? My favorite haircut for me is just a, it's, it's just a fade. I mean, I, I'm an old fade, school cat. Right? It's just fade. a fade. I mean, it's, it's clean, it's simple, it's nice, it's detailed. I mean, the comb over and everything, the blowout, the taper, it comes and goes. But yeah, the fade, I'm gonna fade be honest, is timeless. it's timeless. It's like I'm, I'm like my man Nas, my man. You know what I'm saying? I wanna be, <laughs> yo. I'm sorry, like I'm like my man Nas, cause I, I, Nas I really give it. Nas is timeless, and yo, my man, he's he's like 44. He looks like he's 18. Yo, I saw a clip of Belly today. But hold on, now that you say that, it's like this dude, timeless cuts, mm. timeless music, timeless swag, everything about him. That's 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 my greatest. Uh, for me, that's something that music has a lot of influences. What who you are as a person. If I was to label myself, I'm a mixture of Nas and Tupac. And I mean, I'm from New York and everything. I love Biggie. Don't get me wrong. I love Biggie to death. But for me, oh, no big pun. Oh, I was gonna throw it in. Hold on, I gotta have the TR. I'm gonna have the. I gotta throw that terror squad in there. Underrated, bro. Yo, four hundred pounds, but I move ass. But you know what I'm saying? Yo, man. Yo, I get, I get it in there. Fast person. Yeah, he's a lyricist. Underrated, man. That dude's a monster. Very, very underrated. Yo, have you ever watched his documentary? Yes. The man was the hardest worker in his camp, and he was like six hundred pounds. Yeah, and it didn't matter. Have you seen his son? Yes, I think. I think. Yo, Chris, I think. 
The Chris's. The Chris's. The Come back to Chris's, yo. Oh, oh. And there's another one, too, man. This is Dominican cat. Everybody hates Chris, yo. He's fire right now, big. I mean, if you're Dominican and you listen to this cat, man, yo, my man, he's fire right now. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so bro, you said something to, to me earlier. Now, we're talking about hip hop and all this stuff. But in the shop, when you play music, what do you do? Because I think this is important. We haven't covered this oh, yeah, more, in, a, in a podcast. Yeah, we okay, well, most important, if you're going to cover make sure everything has no cuss words mm. so everything is not explicit so you guys have that pandora on your phone if you got a bluetooth my man you can go in there and there's a settings button and on that mm. settings button it's not explicit so you can still listen to rap and it just be clean it's a mm -hmm. clean version so when anybody caucasian african-american if they're religious they still feel comfortable because they do not hear any exactly. any cursing exactly well you you walk into our stores man and we have a pandora station that we we got set up for the shop and it's on a rotation and it literally you can walk in today and it'd be hip-hop you walk in tomorrow and it's salsa you walk in the next day and it's 90s hip-hop my man i played taylor day, swift arm, arm, yeah. yeah i'm saying I everything to, yeah i played taylor everything, swift i got the channel set up with calvin harris with Yo, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to admit this hip -hop. To, i'm about to admit this to I got all, justin the, bieber all the listeners right you now. like garth brooks justin bieber no <laughs> justin bieber's new Yo, you album got, is pretty dope my man but you yeah. got bieber fever right now bieber, bieber fever right now y'all bieber grew up his new his new stuff is dope i gotta admit it not for nothing i gotta do what do you mean <laughs> oh, 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 I'll be in that minute. <laughs> yeah, that's real though. That's real. And that's important though when you can't. Hey, you should go and love yourself. Yo, go, yo, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just go and love yourself, bro. Yo. <laughs> yo My so mama didn't like you. So the yo, timeless so fade. The timeless fade is your favorite cut. You're are you a boxing advocate? Yeah, I, I, I box. I do. I mean, I play yeah. baseball, but really, like I, I boxed when I was a kid and uh Favorite guy is Mike Tyson, man. Oh, best boxer ever. Ever. I, and I mean, and it's not because he's, you know, he's done. Oh, it's not because um, uh, his, let's just say his intelligence is down because, I mean, it's not that. It's just his demeanor. Mm. I remember as a kid, man, I used to wait, yo, they used to keep me up. And if you look at his boxing moments, he always stares the guy. It's intimidation. He beat you before the, the bell rings. And, but... He was scared himself, though. Yeah. But he never let it be known. Yeah. And that's something that I want to give to these barbers out there, man. Don't be afraid to take risks, man. You do it. Just do it. Hey, there's one thing my teacher told me in school, and it stuck with me. And I used it. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, bro. Hey, I faked my way through, yes, through, my, through my first barbershop. Yeah, and, and you know what? <laughs> I got you, man. Yo, I, 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 I want to yo, agree with you 100%. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something that's crazy that you say that. Because with my father, you impress people two ways, through your BS or your intelligence. Pick one. It doesn't matter. As long as there's <laughs> conviction behind it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying? So conviction plays a big, big hard key in whatever you do. You get what I'm saying? Uh, bars. <laughs> bars. Right. So, bars. So, so we got a little bit of a, we got a little fight this weekend. I'm not too excited, but I'm not paying for it. I pay for all my fights. Some people stream them. But this I might, don't pay. I get this, invited. This, so this, like, this, yeah. but, well, Macho, well, we do it because we're like a headlines family. So usually, ah, okay. usually I invite everybody to the house. So you go to the house. That's what's Every, up. You know, we got 26 people. So um, I always just pay for it. Less headache. But this fight I'm streaming. 
I'm, I am not paying for Who's this fighting? Pacquiao versus Bradley, three. Who you going? Three, wow. Like, really? That's like Rockies, and nobody's going to get a Grammy. Like, that should be a Friday night fight for free, I think bro. I think it's going to be the going out party for Pacquiao. I think so. I think Pacquiao's going to lose. So He's Pacquiao's going to lose? I think Pacquiao's going to lose. Pacquiao's gonna lose. This is going to be the, the going out party. This is going to be the, the I'm retired after everything that Pacquiao has done as far as the oh social God, aspect. His, his comments Socially, the comments, losing the Nike contract. This is going to be his going out party, and it's going to be to his biggest nemesis, the guy who you know robbed him, Timothy Bradley. Timothy Bradley. So he's going to rob him again? I think he's going. No, no, I think, I think he's going to clear coat beat him. He's going to beat him. Clear coat beat him. I think so. And it's not because Pacquiao's not a better fighter. It's just everything that's going on in Pacquiao's life. This is like the worst. This is like worst when Tyson timing. was. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. The man, yeah, 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 every, yeah, everyone yeah. hates him. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates Pacquiao right now because of all these comments that he was making um, and stuff. And it reminds me of the whole Tyson thing. Tyson was the best fighter in my in my eyes. He's the best fighter of all time. For me, pound for pound. I think he's the best defensive fighter. And people will be like, yo, he's not a defensive fighter. He's, you know, he's yes, all he offense. Is, man. That, that man to be five foot ten to knock out people who were six seven. You had to dodge those you, punches. You, you have to. to get I in. mean, the people don't really take a heat of that, though. You they get what don't. I mean? they, they don't. They don't understand. Yo, imagine you. Imagine you five foot tall. You fighting somebody who's six feet. I tall. am five foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yo, this is this is literally. Uh, Let me look at myself got, in the mirror real quick. We got the Dominican Tyson in the building right this now. This is like you going at going over. You know, Goliath going, and David. Goliath and David. Every single time you fight, and this man is dodging punches and knocking you out. What, what do you think about Broner calling on Mayweather? What do I think about that? What do you, you think Mayweather's going to come out of retirement? Broner wants a payday. Of course he does. Everybody wants everybody that, that wants Mayweather train, bro. Everybody wants that Mayweather, Mayweather wants that Mayweather train. In the post-fight interview, that was April Fool's. It was a joke. Yes, yeah, it, it better have been because Broner ain't being Mayweather. Broner would get demolished. He'd get destroyed, bro. He's trash. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. Yet. He's trash. Listen, May, people hate on Mayweather. I mean, he's smart. He is smart as hell, man. He's smart. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't hate on that. It's like that's like hating on the Kardashians. I was just you speaking about this the I other can't day. Hate on the Ka- you Thank can't you. hate on the Kardashians. Yo, I don't like watching it, but me uh, personally, you can't hate on them. Winning a billion dollar empire. My, my man, <laughs> if somebody told you, I tell my wife right now, I'd be like, KT, if you're listening, baby girl, listen, I'm just letting you know. I'm gonna talk to you about this later. <laughs> on. All right. Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna come back to the booty. With the booty. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the booty. it's not the beauty. It's, it's the, the booty. booty. <laughs> And it's my nah, duty to please that booty. That's so, <laughs> I mentioned that in one of my haircut tutorials. I said, the attention is the new currency. Mm-hmm. You look at the Kardashians. You look at the Mayweathers. You look at you look at even uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. look at him. They he's get, changing. You look at, he's changing the UFC. You want to know yeah. why though? Nobody's ever made as much he's, as he's, he's made. Exactly because of the attention that yeah. they get. It's the attention. It's the I, attention. I can give two craps about the drama, or whatever, because mm-hmm. everybody has drama. We we like, yeah. man. We grew up with drama. All right. Chanclet mm-hmm. to the face. Quack quack. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Everything. I had <laughs> rice, my I man. Got, I had I rice. My dad never hit me, yo. Neil on rice. Yo, Neil on rice. Bam. Take that, my man. But it's what they give out, man. It's just, it's crazy. But it's what they're doing. That people follow because mm-hmm. that's what people want to see nowadays, dude. my man. So can you hate on them? No. When Mike like, McGregor stood up on the panel with all fighters, yeah, and and what he told all him. the fighters in the, in that uh in, in his in his weight class, and he told them everybody here shut up mm. because if you get a fight with me, you're calling your yeah, wife, and you're gonna say, baby, put your red panties on because we're Bang. about to get paid. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> That brings it. I was my like, man. oh my, I'm buying any fight this Yo, guy's my on, man. bro. It, it, no, I'm buying that, any fight this guy's Listen, on. Listen, 
Attention. Kim Kardashian is not the first person to come, first celebrity to come out with a porno. Nope. Oh, Pamela many, Anderson. But how many people made a three hundred million dollar only, um, only, only that one And how many uh, An empire though That's So if empire. I tell you KT We're gonna make family. a meal like, Their whole family So like, yo we can have The whole family I have pretty boy Moy I have no blinks in there yeah. I have no blinks Just staring the shit out He's gonna be like Hey yeah. You know Man it, 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 This it's, woman With that video Changed her entire family Exactly forever. forever All her sisters get paid All her sisters Her sister's sister's gonna get paid Her sister's kids Are gonna get paid the, Like they, She changed her family Everybody tree. This is just a mental note You get what yeah. I'm saying And that's what I love And once again Ladies and gentlemen This is what barbering is You it's see real. It's just bars I mean we can go Talking on for hours But I mean At the end of the day This is what barbering This is barber love In your Right now The way what we doing right now We cover all subjects Because that's what a barber does A barber is better than a psychiatrist We're like a sociopath With a conscience If you think about that <laughs> Alright <laughs> Alright and that's something that I want to really give emphasis in, all right? Because the funniest episode we've, we've had, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it, this is what barbering, this is what barbering is to me. And this is something that I, I want to just uh, infiltrate into the industry. This is what right now, that connection, this bond that we're grant. This is the first time I really sit down and meet you guys. This is what I want to bring to the table. This is what I want to bring. When you're in a room full of this, there's no tension, but nothing but barber love. You, what, yo, your experience, my experience, that's what barbering is to me. It's a beautiful me. thing. It's a beautiful thing. Thing. Said all the hate and the drama. Exactly, because the hate and the drama, man, for what? You don't even know the next man, my man. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man, really? How are you going to hate on the next man? Because what? He's getting paid or he's doing it? What, he has a different outlook? Nah, my man, look. just And it's crazy because, get real quick into it, and I'm going to even show you right now. Look. Um, bing, dun, 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 dun. This dude is real. While he's doing that. Yo, watch this. Go ahead and read that right there. And can you please read that out loud? You can go ahead and read it out loud. You know something, Mancho? I congratulate you on your debut with Booms. I was a little upset on a few things. I know we never sat down and talked. I, ne I, I know you might not even care or whatever. You know how my life has been in these few past months. I'm doing good here with K Kyler? Kaler? Kyler. Kyler. And everything is well. But I have been thinking, and it's my fault on not keeping on with the barber love. You, you out of a lot of barbers showed that that, and me with all the anger let myself go into hate. I know asking you to be cool with me, but I, I know asking you to be cool with me, but it's something I'm fixing with myself. The shops look good. Good looking. Good luck in the show. All right. Now, that's something right there, and I want to get a big shout-out to my boy, Bobby Ray, and my boy, Kalia. That's in my hometown where I'm at, where I got my shop. I show nothing but love, and I show nothing but love to my Bobby brothers. I stay, I keep one face. There's nothing but love that need to be out there, but you know how you kill, and this is what we're going to do when you told me what how I see the industry in the next five years. I see it flourishing if we have more people like us who come up on top and show and dominate over the hate. You get what I'm saying? There's no need to hate. Nobody likes to show off or whatnot. You can show off, but do it in a classy way. The way I want to do it, I want to do it in a classy way. That right there, man, and I want to, and this, what I text him back, there's nothing but Barbara Love. Any given, any given day that I can help you out, my man, I got you. You know? That's just one of my workers. He was a little bit lost or whatever. He used to be my ex-worker. He wanted to do uh, some other things. I mean, he had some rough times in his road. You know what I'm saying? He, he really did. I tried to help him out, but he tried to do his own way. Didn't burn his bridge or whatnot because I'm not that type of person. I mean, you know, he kind of did, but I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it, I put myself in the other person's, you know, shoes. You know what? You got a lot going on right now, you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy that 
on my way up here to Tampa, he texts me this. And I appreciate that, you know what I'm saying? But that just goes, it. that's what motivates me. What I'm doing, what they see, you lead by example. Don't worry about all the negativity. You keep going because it's going to come to a period of time when, when they're going to see what you're doing, it's going to stand for something. So they're going to be like, you know what? They took a look at themselves. My shop was down for three days when I couldn't. And I told them, yo, go go over there and make sure machos, make sure you tell them macho sent you. For they can see that there's no hate between me. I'm in no competition with nobody. You know what I'm saying? I don't see why there is hate to begin with anyways. I mean, hate and, and not wanting to give back and stuff like that. I don't comprehend it because, at least in my journey and in my process, because we all have our own process, I shadowed so many people and I picked and learned from so many people. JP, Louie, you know, Jesse Lima, and all of them you know, took my phone call with, with open arms, like, yeah, absolutely, anything you need. So how could I turn around and get where I'm at and shut somebody down I like or be Jesse. negative? Yeah, I like Jesse, man. I really haven't really got to um, uh, bond with Jesse, but just of what I see, like, he's a family man, and what my cousin tells me, I love that. Like, I look on the IG and stuff like that, and I see very soft-spoken yeah, we had to turn up his mic at the barber yeah. session. Is it, oh, yeah. Way up. We, bought, we Yo, bought the mics. We bought the mics for Jesse. That's you what's up, man. You know, big shout out to Jesse Lima, man, listen, because you um, inspired me. This is a perfect plug-in for, for your cousin's um, event that he's doing. Yeah, that, I wanted to throw that in. I wanted to throw that in a couple of times, and yeah. but, you know, we just been having so much fun. Yeah, most so, definitely. But um, uh, April 24th, Cup Body, Exotics, Team, Jesse Lima, Success Addict, Chico Boom, Curtis Smith. It's going to be a very live. If you are upcoming and you want to make yourself known, you can contact my cousin at Chico Boom. All right? That's Boom World, too, also. You can catch him on um, uh, Facebook. Also, it will be a great networking. So if you want to go and you want to see the upcoming and new artists that are coming, coming out and you want to just go ahead and show your work, you, I think there's probably maybe a couple more um, uh, showcasings available You can contact with Chico Boom He'll let you know April 24th It's on a Sunday It's Dressed to Impress It'll I'll be definitely be there The barber session will be there, be there And we might even do a live episode mm, Let's do it We and might we, even do a live I'd love to get a round table With you, it, Chico, Success Addict ooh, hey, yeah. the bars. I mean, that would be bars that, that, that We're going to get some more mics <laughs> I'll buy them <laughs> I'm gonna be, you know, I'll buy them I mean, don't let me I'll buy them, you know Because I love that I mean, it's something That'll be awesome And I mean, if a new aspiring barber Like I said You want to go out there Show love and, I mean, it's something that you really guys want to get into, man, because I'm telling you, it's a movement. Don't be too late. Movement. It's a movement. What we're doing right now, as this day, as we speaking, this moment, it's a movement. Don't get left behind. Don't get left behind. You're going to be like that rapture. If you're a Christian or you you like that Bible stuff, yay, man. Don't be getting left behind in Revelation, because mm -hmm. you are. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Barbering is that ba lamb. There's Jesus. So you better follow it. Barber Revelations is coming. Let, let you know. All right? So, we the Messiah. Uh, once again, guys, uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody who shares, subscribes, mm -hmm. you know, uh, puts this podcast out there. We're just trying to make a difference in the barber industry. I got to plug in my boy Alfonso, future headliner. What's your Instagram, Alfonso? Uh, the Fonz. I am the Fonz. I am the Fonz. Yo, the Fonz. This dude, when the, you were talking about your Fonz, story, when yo. you were talking about your story and your hours, I don't uh, think Bazio knows this. Gotta, this guy, he gotta, works. Hold on, we gotta interview the Fonz. We gotta interview the Fonz soon. Soon, but just to give you a little snick, a little snippet. 
you said you went from work to five, from five to five, and then went to school from six to ten. Yeah. I got one better for you. I couldn't believe it when he told me today. He works at a plant that's a couple miles down from his school. The plant's open 24 hours. My man hasn't been home in three days. My man, that's respect. And he cuts hair on lunch breaks so he can at get the, the reps. Respect. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking that's about. That's what it takes. And that's what it takes. Nothing but, yo, that's sheer, yo, <laughs> that's sheer <laughs> determination. Yeah. And that just goes to show, I mean, that just goes to show that nothing is, nothing, nothing can be done. You can do anything with sheer will. It takes your willpower. It takes the person who you are. Knowing yourself, he can do it. If he, this man goes three days, he hasn't even been home. Hasn't seen his wife. Haven't seen his wife, my man. You know what that is? No nookie. Oh my god, yo, yo. I had to go home for lunch. Bro. Yo, my man, I gotta go home for lunch at least. You know what I'm saying? Something. I, yo, I need something, my man. There's nothing. Yo, my man. That's serious. Right. That's serious dedication. Yo, that's dedication. When that man talking about that he'd rather have money than ooh-wee, my man. <laughs> All right? Yo, that takes something. So, I mean, listen, but on a real level, you guys need to take heed to this, man. Follow everybody. Go on your IGs. Follow these new upcoming artists. Follow these Chico Boom, Jesse Lima. Follow exotics, headliners, especially headliners. These boys out here, man, they're doing their thing. You have to see what they're doing. Get your head right. <laughs> Get your head right. And what I mean, whoever's showing you right now the cosmetology school, nah. They're just going to give you that license. You, you, that's the first step. You're crawling. You're just going to get that license. You ain't got that experience yet. Get the experience from these boys because they got their head on right and they know what it takes to be successful. They got four barbershops. Understand that four. I only got one. Don't be looking at me because I only got one. I'm only going to have one. <laughs> but these kids got four. You have one by choice. Exactly. But still, these boys have four, so they doing something right. You get what I'm saying? Take heed to what they're saying. Learn from them. And reach out to them because you know what? They're just average people just like us. You DM them. You, you get in touch with them. They'll find you. They'll talk to you. If you got a story, I'm more, I'm more than sure that they'll be willing to interview you or let you know or be part of their team. All right? Much love to all my all the listeners that gave me the opportunity for you can hear my voice and hear my thoughts and my opinions. And once again, it's just my opinion. It's my opinion, my thought, my barber state of mind. Mm. The way I speak, the way I acknowledge people, the way my demeanor is. My mind frame is just mine. It's just me. This is the way I think. That's what makes me a unique young individual in this barber industry. That's what's up. So... Guys, just so you know, uh, this episode was a little bit different, a little raw. We usually record when the shop is closed, but we thought it would be kind of cool to do it with the shop open. So if you hear a little background noise in the beginning, it's because we were cut. We were, I mean, we were recording where people were cutting. It's a, it's a barber <laughs> podcast. so We're real barbers. We're real barbers. <laughs> Got nothing to hide. Raw. It's like Eddie Murphy. You Eddie can watch Murphy it on Netflix and chill with your girl if you haven't watched it. <laughs> Netflix right? and chill. Hey, that's what Fonzo's going to do tonight. Fonzo, yeah, Fonzo <laughs> better do that. If Fonzo Netflix don't do chill. that... Yo, Fonzo, you better do that, Fonzo. Hey, he better. Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. I don't know but, if y'all seen hey. that Facebook with that midget. You seen that midget? He's like, <laughs> he gets a shot of Hennessy. He's like, I just want to chill. <laughs> Yo, Fonzo, you going to chill. I'm going to have to find it. But once again, guys, appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys sharing. Subscribe. 
Um, quick plug. Uh, my brother here next to me, Basio, motivated me because we both used to sit in the back of a lunchroom where we used to work and look at YouTube videos on how to cut hair. And he started his channel and it blew up. And he's motivated me to open up my own. So I started my own channel. He'll be dropping a video soon, plugging it. So uh, he has my barber life. Mine is my barber journey. So follow me on my journey. And uh, again, share the, po- share the podcast, subscribe, and we appreciate it. Signing out from Headline Studios. The Barber Session. Ooh-wee.